Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Labick, and I'm your host here on Flip the Script, a podcast where we discuss all the stories that became a film, but started as something a little different. So this is my very first guest, Anna Young. Hello, my name's Anna Young. I know Kim from our college days at MSU, um, <laughs> and now I'm in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I miss Kim dearly because she's in LA. Aw, I miss you too, man. I feel like we also just haven't caught up in so long. I know. So, like, part of me just wants to skip the podcast and be like, what's life, dude? <laughs> oh, and we also both have really cute orange cats. Yes. Oh, my God. Important fact. The best cats in the world. Yes. And also Wicked. And also Wicket. I have two cats. Who's if she's arguably a better cat, but I still love Dabby more. Ooh, you got a favorite. I do have a favorite. He's the first mm. cat. He's my first child. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so yeah, let's start off. Today we're gonna be talking about Clue, specifically the nineteen eighty four film. Everybody probably knows it. If you don't, what are you doing with your life? It's uh Tim Curry and a bunch of other <laughs> classic eighties actors in their prime. And yeah, so I kind of wanted to start this off um, sharing like a favorite quote or a moment from the movie. And for me, I chose <laughs> Mrs. White has this really good line in the movie where she says, husband should be like Kleenex, soft, strong and disposable. <laughs> iconic, iconic. I love it. My favorite part is the singing telegram. I am a singing telegram. Oh, my it's God. Yeah. Easily the best death in the whole thing. Oh, by far. The immediate shooter, get her out of here. It's so good. <laughs> it's like there's no other motivation other than you're just kind of annoying me right now. <laughs> At that point, the movie is like, you just know that it's so ridiculous and like kitschy and that you're so here for it when she gets shot that it's the best thing ever. For sure. And okay, so we're going to kind of, I'm going to transition first into a little bit of history about the original source, which as hopefully people know, um... Clue was first a board game, and so I stole this little bit from Wikipedia here, but Cluedo, otherwise known as Clue in North America, is a murder mystery game for three to six players that was devised in 1943 by Anthony E. Pratt from Birmingham, England. The game was first manufactured by Weddington's in the UK in 1949. Since then, it has been relaunched and updated several times, and it is currently owned and published by the American game and toy company Hasbro. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> and then today we're going to be talking about, as I said, the um, 80s movie adaption. But okay, so looking up, I was doing my research for this and I found out there's actually also a TV show, Clue, like yes. still based on the game. I had I no idea. That. I didn't either. And I only saw that when I looked it up as well. Yeah, I feel kind of bad because on one hand, maybe we should have talked about that a bit more on this. But I also feel like... It can't be that good. Who's really seen it? Yeah. Yeah. The but. film is the definitive adaptation, in my personal opinion. As someone who yeah. has not seen any other adaptation, it is the <laughs> correct one. I would completely agree. Um, other adaptations of the board game, besides the movie, are just other board games. Um, there's like a Harry Potter edition. Mm-hmm. There's an Office edition. Zelda, Game of Thrones, and... Pretty much anything that you could think about. I have definitely played the Office one. I don't recall if I've played other versions. I so I feel like Claire and Allie and I and somebody else. It might have been Joey, and I'm just like a jerk, totally forgetting him. 
Um, but we played the Harry Potter edition a while ago. Okay. So that's pretty much the point of reference that I've been going with because the original game I haven't played since I was like a kid. Were you like a fan of it as a kid? Was it a game that you like wanted to play? Yeah, I would say it's probably in my like top 10 favorite games as a kid because it was Agreed. just so fun to like, you know, murder mysteries are always a good time and you're always just yeah. like, ooh, who killed who? With what? Was it the candlestick? Who doesn't love a little bit of murder, even when you're like five years old and just starting to play board games? Exactly. Dude, our generation <laughs> is like obsessed with murder these days. Oh, I totally am. I totally am. <laughs> Good to know. Serial it's, killer in I the I don't making. think I will ever kill anybody. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't think. You're like, maybe, but I mean, listen, at this point, no. You don't know. You don't know. This will be used in the court case against me in 20 years when I do kill somebody. That's true. It is being recorded as we speak. It is indeed. All right. So let's talk a little bit about some of the big differences. And obviously this being a movie instead of a board game, there's a lot of differences. And like, sure, we could go into the fact that like what maybe the age of a certain character is different, but kind of just big picture stuff here because, yeah, we know that there's a lot of big differences. Okay, but I first want to talk about so. Um, the movie Clue has three different endings, which first of all is like really fucking cool. Like so not cool. a lot of movies do that. I don't think I know yes. any other movie that has so many alternative endings. Not, no, not that I can think of. So it has three different endings and the game has, oh yeah, you bet. I looked this up. The game has 324 possible endings. Interesting. I mean, I would have guessed it was a lot, but not that many probably. Yeah, at first I was, like, trying to math it out. I'm like, okay, so there's six characters, six weapons, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, I just don't... I'm just going to Google this. So there's 324. I have, like, this weird preconceived notion from my childhood that Miss Scarlet tends to do it the most often. I don't know why. Do you have, like, a bias against Miss Scarlet? I think I do, but I also would always play as Miss Scarlet because she was the hot one. So I wanted to play as her as a kid. Also as as a redhead, a fake redhead. I always wanted to be Miss Scarlet. (laughs) Yeah, but I you're kind of like head. a redhead in your soul. I would agree with that. That's fair. But I, for some reason, I feel like the most often Miss Scarlet would be the killer for me as a kid. Maybe it's like a weird probability thing, but... I could see that. I mean, she's very like femme fatale. Right. And maybe that's why. Like knowing about... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Noir movies. <laughs> I was going to say like noir movies, though that's a whole other conversation, but... True. Oh, we should watch some of those. I haven't seen like a noir film in maybe ever, really. Oh, how dare you? Shame. <laughs> That'll be our next one. We'll find something that was an adaption. Anyway. Adaption? Adaptation? I'm going to just say both of those words and we're just going to pretend that they're all the same. I think it's adaptation. Adaptation. Thank you. Yes. I better get that straight before I continue a podcast saying adaption. <laughs> So anyway, Anyway. some of the uh, more notable differences are also that there's like a butler character who exists, which is kind of like a classic given in any murder mystery. Like we want to have a butler character because we have to immediately at some point think the butler did it, whether or not he did. But like that has to exist. Yes. But in the game, there's no butler. In the movie, there is. And he's played by the amazing Tim Curry. Iconic. Where is he now? Okay, so I looked it up the other day, and apparently he's, like, quite ill. Mm-hmm. With what? I know. I don't remember, but I remember being like, Tim Curry is an icon. What is he doing with his life? Let's see. He is currently... Oh, he suffered a major stroke in 2012. Ooh. 
That's rough. But he lives in Los Angeles. He is never married and has no children. Hey, live so the dream. he should adopt you as his child in LA. Oh, can you? What? <laughs> can this happen, please? Tim Curry, if you're listening, which there's no way you're going to listen to this, but if you are, can you adopt me? Oh, I think I'm my dad would be gay. okay with that. He loves Rocky <laughs> Horror. We all do. You know what? As many movies as I've seen, Kim, I've never seen Rocky Horror. Isn't that disgusting? I, I know. Anna, what? I know. I've never seen it. Okay. Can you please? I, uh, can we watch this together? Can we do like, is it on Netflix? We could do a Netflix party. See, it's like not on streaming, which I think is part of the problem. Like as soon as I was like, I need to watch this damn movie and I can't, it's not on streaming. I'm too lazy to pay for it. Mm, Yeah, that's fair. I'll find it and I will make you watch it. But like in a really polite way, you know, I'll be like, hey, let's watch this. Or (laughs) else. Oh, sure. Um, (laughs) Anyway. So Butler. Anyway, so Butler character exists. Um, There are more deaths, significantly more deaths. In the board game, we're only like, okay, we're solving one murder. In the movie, we are solving six murders. Right. There's Mr. Body, which is like the same as in the game, I think. I don't know if they use the same wording, but he's like the classic. That's the victim in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Mr. Body. There's, and spoiler alert, but also if anybody is listening to this and you haven't seen the movie... This whole thing is going to be a spoiler alert. So there's Mr. Body, the cook, the random guy who comes in needing a phone. There's the maid, the police officer, and the singing telegram, which again, that was such a good moment. Such a good moment. Also, like the timing on that, comedic timing, I feel like in the 80s was at its prime. Yes, I totally agree. It's like, I just think this movie is so funny. Like, I love this movie so much, and I have thought it was funny my entire life, even though it's such, it's really mature humor. Like, not just in terms of, like, there's a lot of, like, sexual jokes with the maid and, like, stuff like that that are mature, that is mature humor, but at the same time, I just think it's just a really damn funny movie because it's smart. Like, it's smart humor. And there's a lot of really good political humor, too, in it that I totally forgot about until watching this again today, and you know, where they talk about socialism and communism and like the whole concept behind the film story is that this mysterious anonymous person brought these six characters together because he thinks they're all very un-American for something that they did. And so he wants to basically blackmail them to get money, which they later on say, they're like, that's the most American thing. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. It's so strangely relevant in our current times, isn't it? Oh my god. Too relevant. Um, Other notable differences that I had written down here, because yeah, I have a little script for myself going on. Oh, each character is given their weapon in the beginning of the movie, which was kind of interesting, because I know when you're playing the game, you're also sort of given a weapon. Like, you know, you're dealt the cards, and these are the cards that you have to, like, begin the logic of figuring it all out. So you do get, in a sense, a weapon. And then there's the weapons that you're supposed to, like, place in each room as you make your guesses. But, like, honestly, my family never did that. Like, we were too lazy. You know, like, when you're supposed to, like, move the weapon with the room and, like, we never did that. That was too much work. Yeah, there's always some part of a board game that you're like, I don't really want to do this. Yeah, and, like, the weapons would always go missing because they're teeny and they're not the actual game pieces and... Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's like the biggest fault of the board game, I would say, is the dang little weapons. You know what's, this is a total side note, but what's the biggest downfall in the board game Monopoly, in my opinion, is the houses and hotels. I hate the houses and hotels. See, 
so much. What my family always innovated, and I think a lot of people do this. I don't think it was just my family, but like free parking is actually the worst thing in Monopoly because you just land there and nothing happens. But what my family always did was we would put a pot in the middle of the board, and when you land in free parking, you get the pot. Which I think a lot of people do that, but that's not the actual rule. Oh, I didn't know that it. I've always played it that way. I didn't know. See, that that a lot of people different. do. That's not the rule. Free parking is just supposed to be a free space. Huh. So we're all fucking terrible at playing games. We all play how we want to play. Do we even know how to play Jenga at this point? Is it even like? Are we supposed to destroy it? No, it's probably not. We're probably all doing it wrong. I could see that. Okay, so the this is one of my favorite parts. And again, I totally forgot about this until I resaw the movie today. The so the random guy whose car breaks down, that mm-hmm. that's definitely got to be a callback to Rocky Horror, which I know you haven't seen it, but I feel like you know the story. I know enough. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in the movie, there's this random guy who knocks on the door. Everybody rushes to the door because by this time, Mr. Buddy's already dead and they're like really on edge. So they rush to the door. They answer the door. This guy's like, it's raining. And he's like, my car broke down. Can I use your phone? And of course, I was like, that's got to be a Rocky Horror thing because Tim Curry. Was this after Rocky Horror came out? Yes, it was. Right. Because Rocky Horror is what made Tim Curry famous. Yeah. This was his way of being like, I can also do normal acting. Right. Well, right. you know, a different kind of acting. Not normal. I shouldn't say that. He was amazing in Rocky Horror. It, yeah. Yeah. But it, it, this is more of like a normal mainstream part, which is funny because he's not mm-hmm. known for doing those at all. Like, obviously, he's Pennywise in It, too, which is like not normal. But that's fine. Which is definitely another thing that can be discussed on this podcast in the future because I forgot. True. It is not only like several movies by now, but also a TV show and a book. Maybe? It's definitely a book. It's a couple of things. The 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 Tim Curry was a mini series, I think. A TV oh, mini series. That's what it I was. believe. Okay, so when was the last time that you saw the movie, by the way? Um, a couple weeks ago. Oh hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like quite recently. Uh we just happened to watch it. I think we were just chilling and we're like, we wanna watch a fun movie and Phil, my boyfriend and I both just really like Clue and we're like, let's watch Clue. Cause I think nice. it's on Netflix or Prime or something. So we just put it on great movie yeah i thought it was on netflix and for me when i went to it today it was only on prime and i was like oh a whole four dollars that i have to spend in this economy (laughs) god damn so do you remember the moment this was probably one of my favorite and it's listed in the notable differences because nothing like this is anywhere in the game um but obviously like you have to make stuff up to be able to get an actual story out of a film or an actual story from the game to a film but (laughs) that moment when they're trying to get the cop off their tracks because the cop comes and he's like, what's going on in this room? In yes. this room? And they're like, don't go in there. There's dead bodies. Um, but by the time they go into that room, they're like, the characters are like weekend at Bernie's ing. Yes. Like, getting fresh with the dead bodies. Yes. And it's incredible. It's so funny, though. Isn't it? It's Mrs. White and Miss Scarlet. Is that yeah. who's doing it with the with the body? Oh, my God. It's so funny. Or and it's uh, Colonel Mustard is like getting really right, fresh with the, right. the cook through the right. blinds. Yes, disgusting. So good, Love so it. good though. So I also have a little section where we can talk about some of the differences that go overlooked. I couldn't think of anything because most of the differences between the movie and the game are pretty notable. You know, because there's such a different medium. But is there anything that you can think of that's like? You know, this was so vastly different from anything that the game inspired. 
kind of thing. No, I want to say, though, I wonder, and maybe this is something that, like, other people might know about who are listening to this or something, but, like, the layout of the house or, like, the rooms that are used in the game versus in the movie. I think all the rooms are the same. Let's talk about this, Anna. Moving on to best well-done similarities. Okay, okay. I got some fun facts in here for you. So... Okay, let's start off. Some of the well-done similarities are the inclusion of all the characters. Obviously, you have the big six, and they have all their classic names, and they're kind of pretty much exactly what you would have expected. Mm -hmm. Although, we have to mention, they're all white, so, like, you know, it was the 80s, which isn't really an excuse, but is the explanation for... Yeah. And it is, I mean, it is a similarity with the game, too. Like, the, the photos of the characters in the game, from my recollection, are all white. True. Whether that was the right choice or not totally get what you're saying but it was the 80s hollywood unless you threw eddie murphy in there i don't know who else you would have chosen who was a star in the 80s oh my god amazing but dude we should include a section in here that's like casting the next like who i would have chosen yes yeah i would have chosen this cast plus eddie murphy anyway anyways so the weapons are all the same of course um except for one that i'll mention later but that's kind of like another fun fact um and the locations so all the rooms are the same as Mm -hmm. in the game the classic game and the interesting thing that i again found out in my research all of the secret passageways that are used in the film led to exactly where they do in the board game oh they do that's cool yeah isn't that like a really i thought that was a good attention to detail there that is good for them good for them and it definitely like, even without looking it up, I would have assumed that it was the same because, like, the vibe is very the same. Like, there's they spend most of the movie, like, in the lobby area mm-hmm. or whatever it's called in the middle of the house. And then all of the rooms are off of that main room, which is exactly how the board game is. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, I have this written down later. On kind of that same note, uh, the flooring used for, like, the main house area mm-hmm. is kind of set up like a board game. I forget what they call it, but it's... Like a parquet floor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly yeah. like that, which I thought was also a really cool, like, attention to that detail cool. that we wouldn't have noticed. That is cool. Like, I feel like with this type of adaptation, I don't need it to be, like, the source material to, like, really enjoy it. Because it's not, your like, you're, like, stoked for a Clue adaptation. <laughs> like, I bet when this came out, people were like, this is so weird. Like, it's a board game adaptation. Like, what? So it's not like people were like, I need it to be perfect. But it's cool that they took the time to make it similar to what they're deriving it from Mm -hmm. and with the secret passageways i love how they made that very integral to the story like without the secret passageways they wouldn't have been able to explain any of the murders right right also another thing that i thought was a really well done similarity is like okay so when you're playing the board game obviously like everyone's suspicious and you don't know who did it because that's the whole point of the game is to find out who done it but I feel like this movie did a really good job of making everyone equally suspicious. And, like, you never really know who did it until the end. I honestly, I've seen this movie a lot. Like, definitely more than ten times. I watched it a lot as a kid. I've seen it a lot. <laughs> I don't remember who the killers are in the endings. Like, almost every time. I forget. The butler did it. That's all you need to know. I know. I I, I know. <laughs> but it's like, I, I literally am always like, wait, who did it? Because it's like, you don't, I don't remember. <laughs> And they all have, like, the perfect motivation, you know? Like, you're never like, oh, okay, well, that person doesn't have any reason to kill them. Which would inevitably, though, make me think that they probably did kill them. 
for a goofy comedy movie, it's actually quite well written. Like, the plot is fairly complex for a comedy. Oh, yeah. And also on the writing, like, this is just a personal opinion. I feel like some of the 80s and 90s comedies were the best because, and this, you know, this movie is a really good example because a lot of the comedy comes from, excuse me, not just like physical comedy stuff that's funny, but a lot of like the wording. And I can't, I can't come up in, with an example right now because I don't have the script like at my fingertips. But there's a lot of stuff that they'll say that the other person will respond taking it totally out of context, which is funny in and of itself. Because they're asking a very straightforward question and then the person just like flips it over and is like, no, that's not the meaning of what you're saying. Yes, they do do that a lot in this mm-hmm. movie in particular. Um, I think they have Mrs. White do that pretty frequently, if I remember correctly. Because her yes. character's like, since she's like such a sketchy person like outside of being a murderer like just being so weird about her husbands and stuff they do that a lot with her character which i think is really funny honestly mrs white could be put in the movie what is it chicago no oh my god not chicago yeah Where yeah is that the husband? one the yeah okay yeah so she could be put in chicago and i'd be like yes accurate yes i agree oh okay so at the end the the credits are in this like game card graphic so they're like in you know there's what's the best way to describe it they're like the clue cards so it's like the character card and it flips to be like played by tim curry played by whoever the fuck yes which is awesome again the fun attention to detail that didn't have to happen but super fun that they did do it Mm -hmm. this whole movie is really good at keeping things fun and lighthearted amidst six different murders Because, like, Hollywood definitely could have taken this the stupid direction and been like, we're going to make, like, an actual murder mystery out of this. And it's going to be based on Clue and, like, taking it really seriously. And it would have been so bad. Like, so dumb. So I like that they actually had fun with it. And speaking of how Hollywood might do it today, let's talk about... Okay, if there was another adaption... Adaptation. Oh, my God. I'm going to mess this up the whole podcast. (laughs) If there was another adaptation of... Like another Clue movie, which mm-hmm. they're probably going to make anyways. Who would you want to direct that? Because I already have written down my answer. I mean, Ryan Johnson. Because of how good he did Knives Out. I didn't even think of that. Oh, my God. Ryan Johnson's the right answer. Yeah. Knives Out is basically a more serious version of Clue. Ugh. If only we could talk about that. That's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. Who was your choice? I was going to say Taika Waititi. Also into that, yes. Because <laughs> I feel like he'd have a lot of good, not only like really good humor to add in there that would keep it in the same like PG fun, but still genuinely fun. But I also feel like kind of going back to what we talked earlier, he would be aware of like adding diversity to it. So it's not just a billion white people. That's fair. And I feel like he might have a better grasp on like the humor side of things than Ryan Johnson. Because Ryan Johnson hasn't done a lot of comedy, at least that I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. I mean... Looper is quite serious. Um, Brick is very serious. Um, Most of the movies of his that I've seen are not comedies. It doesn't mean he can't do it. And like Knives Out has some humor to it for sure. Um, But Takabutiti would probably be a good choice. I just love him anyway. So like anything he does, I'm fine with. True. Shout out to Taika. He's so good. Taika. Oh, and to go on my own little soapbox for a second, I still think Jojo Rabbit was robbed of the best director nomination but also best director award at least he got an oscar wait has he gotten an oscar you mean for play oh okay 
He got screenplay for JoJo. That's okay. He'll he'll have his time. His moment will come. That's true. He's got so much time. He hasn't even peaked yet. Has not. Are we doing Dreamcast too? Because you asked me a director. Oh, cast go this for remake? it. Who do you got? Oh my gosh. Okay. I wasn't really ready. I was just asking <laughs> if you wanted me to. Well, oh I guess God. since we didn't prepare for this, is there anyone that just like off the bat comes to mind as you would want to play someone? Anyone. I feel like Margot Robbie would be a fun maid. Yvette is the name of the maid, I think. Because oh, she's yeah. like super sexy, but totally is the chops to be funny. Because the maid's funny. Like the maid is low key really funny. Mm-hmm. She's not there to just be hot. So I feel like Margot Robbie would be great. Um, I'm trying to think of who would my butler be? Who would be a great butler? Oh my God. You know who I would want to see in that? I don't know what I would want him to play. Other than, for some reason, I keep thinking Colonel Mustard, but this doesn't really make sense for him as an actor. The guy who was in the main character in Sorry to Bother You, and he was also, he was in Get Out. Oh, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. I don't know what, but again, I keep thinking, like, maybe Colonel Mustard, although that sounds so strange for, like, him as an he actor. He could be kind of a fun butler, I feel like. He Might be a, be a fun butler. butler. Yeah, he had some really solid comedy in Sorry to Bother You that, like, uh, yeah. I would love to see. You know, I didn't of. love that movie. That's a side conversation. I Oof. liked it until it got weird. It, get, it just didn't work for me. But that's another conversation. That's fair. I kind of go back and forth because it's, it's sort of like sometimes, even if I feel like I don't like the movie that much, there are times in my life where I'm like, I really just want to watch that movie again. Sure. Which, so I guess I do like it, but I just, I don't know. But... It wasn't made for me anyways, so. Oh, you know what? Who might be kind of a fun butler? Robert Downey Jr. Yes. He could oh bring some God. great energy to that. I would love him and Tim Curry as the butler. Like, I don't know how, Co- but Wadsworth. make it happen. I need two Wadsworths at once. <laughs> they just flip between the two, and every now and then they're like, wait, are you a different? Like, no. It's the same person. I was So I was just looking at the Wikipedia page of the movie, and it was a total flop when it came out. Which I think is interesting. Hmm. Like, um, so the it made fourteen point six million on a budget of fifteen million. Damn, that's so pretty total rough. flop. But it's like I feel like everyone has seen this movie. Like it's just one of those movies like everyone's seen Clue. Yeah, I wonder if it's like like a Tim Curry curse almost that the movie comes out and no one really watches it until later and then loves it for the rest of their life like epic cult status tim curry all of his movies but yeah. and i'm someone i really like cult movies like in general i like i'm a total sucker for a good cult film mm-hmm. um but i just feel like everyone has seen clue like i grew up watching this like as a kid like before i was really into movies so i think that's interesting because i never realized that it flopped like that bad because that's like a like a legitimate flop that's rough also um I meant to go, I wanted to circle back on the endings because I, one fact that I do know about the movie is in the theater, you could get any one of the three endings in the original theatrical release. So you didn't get all three endings. Can you imagine if you're like that asshole who wants to spoil something for someone and you're like, I know who did it. And you say, and then that friend goes to see it anyways. And they're like, you were wrong. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. They'd be like, what are you talking? And they'd be like, no, I'm like telling you the truth. And I bet... I mean, this was, keep in mind, this was before the internet, too. So, like, I bet a lot of people, I bet there were some, like, heated arguments about, like, you don't remember the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. And the friend was like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> they could have gotten two different endings. Like, I think that's kind of awesome. Like, what a fun thing to do. I feel like 
listen, Ryan Johnson, Knives Out 2. I want multiple endings. Oh my god. That. Knives Out 2. I love that. Three different endings. Because I just think that's... I can't think of another movie that's done that. I mean, it's gimmicky, yes, but I think it makes so much sense for this movie. Yeah, it's like the... It's probably one of the only movies that you could get away with it, really. Yes. Anything else, and you would just be like, that director is pretty terrible at making final decisions. Or the editor, really, I guess. Oh, and also (laughs) it says... So ending C is the actual ending. That's the one where they all did it, right? Correct. Where everyone killed somebody. Okay. And then ending a and b are just alternate endings but in the theatrical release you could get any one of the three so there wasn't any correct ending but if you saw c i guess that would be the correct ending but that's kind of interesting too like you didn't know what the right one was speaking of an ending where everyone did it did you get to see um murder on the orient express the like the recent one that came out a couple years ago i did i thought that was kind of a good way to go about it because didn't it they all sort of did it right Yes, if I remember correctly, they all sort of did it. I like it. A little bit of a cop-out, but also genius. Well, I think that all that makes it for a good murder mystery, though, because you always expect it's one guy. You're like, well, someone had to do it. <laughs> Only what if one. everyone did it? That's pretty fair. All right, so I have another fun fact, and then I have some trivia for you. And actually, Great. I'm going to kind of switch them. I'm going to make the fun fact the trivia, and the trivia the fun fact. There was another murder weapon that was originally in the the like OG board game that was mentioned in this movie. Can you oh name it? The we'll lead pipe. Some some Jeopardy music here. No, because that's in the that's in the normal game, but like okay. in the original game and not in oh, right. what you know yes. as Clue. Oh my God! I don't know. Oh, I'm the worst. I feel like I've known this before and I forgot. Do you want the answer? Yes. It's poison. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I forgot there's poison! Darn mm-hmm. it. Darn poison it. Poison was in the original game, but not the one that everybody would know. But it was it was mentioned in the movie because in the beginning, yes. you know, when Mr. Body dies, they're like, what if it was poison? And then Mrs. What's-Her-Face freaks out. She's like, but I drank the thing too. Mrs. Peacock. She's like, ah, I've been poisoned. <laughs> That's Darn exactly it. what she says. I'm sad that I didn't get that. But That's, That's super interesting. And the fun fact is, I mean, I guess it's not too fun of a fact. You could probably guess it. But still fun to me. This movie was the first to be based on a board game. Like the very first. And oh. I think definitely not the last because I have already a few podcasts lined up for other board game based movies but it was the first and i think you know i might be going out on a limb here i would say it's probably the best oh for sure for sure but that is interesting i mean because i think if i remember correctly board games got very popular this is more of like a history about board games but i think they got very popular during the great depression um Mm -hmm. the modern board games that we know today i mean board games i think have been around for some kind of game have been around for centuries, right? Like, I think, you know, Mancala is a ancient African game. Um, but when it comes to, like, modern board games, Monopoly is one of the OGs. And that was really popular in the Great Depression, which makes sense because it's about housing and money and things like that. <laughs> um, but it's interesting that they didn't do an adaptation earlier of a board game. Because, yeah. I, I mean, this came out in, what, 85? Something like that? Yeah, 84, 85. Um, and... 
I mean, that's not that long ago. Uh, it just seems like something they would have done, like, a kitschy 1960s version of a board game. You know what I mean? Mm. It just seems like something Holly would have done. Or, like, a weird musical version in the 50s. Um, so that's interesting that it was all the way in 85. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a movie based on Monopoly? It would I just want, be, like, like Slumlord... He's like a slumlord collecting houses and hotels, like this greedy motherfucker. And then someone has to swoop in and take all of his property. Like it's like a bad trade that he does and they get all of his property. Trades one railroad. Everything goes downhill. <laughs> he has like a weird obsession with, with BNO Railroad and then loses <laughs> all of his property. That's exactly how I play the game. I'm just like, give me all the railroads and I'll destroy. And then I go bankrupt so quickly. <laughs> I love but it. And it'd be like it'd be like life. a four hour movie because it's like Monopoly is an inherently very long board game. Ugh, so long. Well, that's why at some point you just got to concede and be like, look, I'm losing and you're winning. And I just don't want to go through yeah, that I humiliation. Yeah, I feel like no one actually so finishes the game of Monopoly. Someone just gives up and then you win. That's Pretty usually much. how the game ends. I digress. Any other closing thoughts that you have on just life and games and movies? I love this movie. It really is one of my favorite comedies. Like, I can't understate how much I enjoy this movie. The cast is so good. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun. Like, if you just want, like, a dumb, fun movie with a twist of murder, which is, like, my favorite combination of things, this is the movie. And I also think the board game's really fun. You can't sleep on Clue. It's a That's great so board true. game. It's fairly suitable for most ages. I believe it's rated 8 plus. You know how they do that with toys. <laughs> and I've probably been playing it since I was 8 plus, And it's so a great game. Seven-year-olds can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor, poor kids. Uh, that should be the name of the episode. <laughs> seven-year-olds can fuck off. <laughs> Amazing. Either we bleep this out or we don't. But anyways, thank you, Anna. I really appreciate you being here and allowing me to, you know, do my thing talk about yeah. stuff and yeah first episode dude in the bank internet high Woo. five Woohoo! thank you for having me i hope you have me back i hope i was good enough that i get to talk about other things in the future with you well we'll see <laughs> dude you know you're gonna be back we already have episodes lined up for you i know i'll be back thanks right. kim thank you Well, that's a wrap. Thank you for your time and your ears. And don't forget to tune into next week's episode of Flip the Script. Peace out.